Episode 19, Fireside Chat with Daryl Garner, Dr. Collectible, Part 2. Hey, card fam. What did you think of Part 1? Got deep pretty quickly, didn't it? And again, sorry for the audio issues in the beginning, but I hope you think that it normalizes in parts two and three with Daryl Garner, Dr. Collectible. So before we get to part two in today's episode, number 19, I want to do a fun game with you, the listener. Okay, you ready for this? Close your eyes. Well, if you're able to, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you're doing dishes, doing laundry... Would you be willing to take a pause for this? Okay. I hope it's worth doing and allow me to explain. I want you to take your dominant hand or the hand that you write and draw with. For most people, that will be your right. And for me, it's my right as well. But, you know, those lefties in the world, I'm sure (laughs) you love the idea of Ned Flanders with his mall store idea from The Simpsons where... He had all those uh, left-handed tools in his left-handed store. Um, yeah, as an aside, my my mom, she's a lefty as well, but only for writing. And actually, I bat left-handed. I'm not a big baseball guy, but when I do bat, I bat left-handed, even though everything else I do, I'm right-hand dominant. But I digress. Okay, so back to this little game. Close your eyes. I want you to take the hand you write with and you take your index finger, your pointer finger, okay? Point it towards your forehead and draw a lowercase e, okay? So I'll say that again. Close your eyes, take your pointer finger from your dominant hand and point it towards your forehead and draw a lowercase e. Now, one of two things will have happened. Either you drew a lowercase e where the letter is inwards or backwards to a person staring at you, or you drew a lowercase e where the letter is outwards towards a person staring at you. Now, I know this may sound complicated to some people, but some of you by now already get it. And this is not by any means a scientific study or a test But there is a belief out there that if the lowercase e is backwards to a person staring at you, meaning you draw it where the letter faces you and it is inwards, apparently, and these are not my words, but I learned about this. And and by the way, I will admit that this was me too. I, I drew it where it's inwards, where if you draw it on your forehead, it's facing yourself. Apparently, then that means you're more selfish than people who did the lowercase e outwards. So if you were looking at it, it's like backwards, okay? And if you're like me, when I first did this test, and I did this years ago, and and I promise you this does go back to uh, cards, content, social media, you'll wonder to yourself, doesn't everyone do the lowercase e the same way I did it? And the people who did it the other way might say the same thing, like, wait, doesn't it make sense for me to, for everyone to do it the same way I did it? That's not the case. Um, There are some people who draw the E 
uh, on their forehead, unlike you, the other way. Okay, so in fact, my wife, when she did this test, again, years ago, she drew the lowercase e outward. And that's when I knew she was the one for me. Just kidding. Uh, but she really did draw it outwardly and not inwardly like I did. But I'm also an only child. <laughs> and I definitely have selfish tendencies. That's the way I'll put it. But, okay, so here's the thing. I don't want you to feel bad if you drew the E like me, okay? Because this is the same pseudo-psycho-science with determining whether you're left-brained or right-brained, where you fold your hands together and see which thumb is on top, and that's supposed to tell you if you're more creative or logical. And, you know, you can just Google for that one if you, if you don't know what I mean. Um, but, you know, I will say I think this world definitely has and needs both kinds of people, inward ease, outward ease. It's like type A's, type B's, left brain, right brain, you know, the difference between all of us. And who knows how much, again, merit there is to these uh, to these fun little games. But, you know, I embrace the differences between all of us. I, I actually love it. But the reason I bring this up, even if this game or test is not scientifically correct or accurate, and, you know, let's say it's more like tarot cards or palm reading is I hope it allows you to reflect. OK, so this is where it comes back to the hobby is your social media content inwards facing or outwards facing, meaning do you just post pictures about your own cards and call it a day? You know, uh, do you do that, whether it's to show them off to buy, trade, sell BTS, because if you do and you're happy with your follower account and your social media game, I'm happy for you too. Like there's nothing more that needs to be done. Uh, there's nothing that you should want to do more if you're content. But if you're doing this and you're wondering why aren't more people following me, you know, why, why am I stagnating on certain, you know, follower numbers? You know, it's, just my guess, it's probably because the content like that isn't really providing any value or benefit to other people. You know, like, uh, what are some values or benefits, you know, emotions, emotive, does it make people laugh, cry, learn, emote anything? Okay, and I will say there are definitely some major accounts, and I won't name them here. But they have unreal collections, and super expensive, and not even expensive, but just like really dope cards. And yeah, they're going to get tons of likes and definitely tons of fire emojis and other emojis. But what else is there to do other than to like, you know, double tap the hearts and admire these cards? And for you, the listener, and including myself, there's tons of us who cannot afford these collections. And we put up our, you know, for example, $50 to $500 cards. And quite frankly, they really are all the same for the most part, right? The same cards come across your feed. But I know that when I like something, you know, someone's account uh, and, and their post, I mean, you know, it, it is because it catches my eye. But I also know that that card means something to that person, especially if they provide a story within the captions. And it gives me a reason to like it. And so I give it love. I like it. I engage with it. You know, if, if you're... 
Um, if I'm following you and you see me giving love in your posts, it's because I genuinely appreciate it. Uh, I know it's special to you. And so, but the thing is, if you're either not making outward facing content or not showing love to other people's cards and, you know, being an outward facing individual, I guess the question that I want to pose is why should anyone come to your page or your feed and show you love for your cards or for your content, right? And again, this is just my opinion. Um, you know, for the the number of followers part, it's just a number, you know, but I'll, I'll very much admit, okay, I very much admit looking at the numbers and my analytics, but I don't allow them to lead me with my content. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not here trying to make viral content and i think viral content in the hobby is really interesting because even the largest accounts in our hobby they're not getting viral con uh, viral numbers like puppy videos or people you know <laughs> getting hurt or being in accidents you know you you see the numbers you know they're not they're not like going outside of the hobby so you know, ultimately, I make content that's fun for me, or if I think it's educational, or it's interesting. I make content that I think my kids would enjoy that my wife would be okay with. Um, and just tonight, as I'm recording this, I just got done making a reel about a card that I'm planning to give to my father in law, uh, that I bought from my best card friend, the Raider Rabbi, who was, you know, one of the earlier guests on this on this show. And Maybe that's why I'm kind of like mellow right now. I think this might be the most mellow I've been on any of my podcasts, uh, intros at least. But I don't know. I just felt really good about posting that. And I could have like waited, getting closer to national, time it right. But the, the feeling just felt right. I just wanted to like share it out. So I will say my father-in-law awesome awesome guy i would love to have him on this podcast that's actually he's one of the people that i really when i first started this podcast i was thinking about having on and talking about you know him going to nationals back in the day and him collecting cards and uh you know baseballs and and just everything but he doesn't want to and i respect that but i i think it's going to be harder for me to get him on this podcast than anyone in the hobby, including like someone like Michael Rubin. But, you know, here's the thing. I'm just out here. I'm making content, showing my cardboard journey. Now I'm making podcasts, just the hobby S Thompson angle of it all. And yeah, I will very much admit in the beginning, it was just to create a digital catalog of my cards, cards on the floor, not even like you know, lit well, and I've made content about, you know, lighting and zooming and all that stuff. But I don't know, I just feel like my my feed, my page, it's become so much more than that. You know, I just I like telling a story, I want you I want you to feel something, whether it's laughing, or, you know, whether it's at me or with me, or, you know, just, I just like that. I don't know. So just my opinion, again, it doesn't work for everyone. But if you're looking to gain more followers, because that's what the chapter episode was about, social media, content creation. If you're looking to gain more followers, have a larger reach. I mean, those are the reasons you would want to, right? Because you want your voice to be heard and not just in a empty vacuum in space. It may behoove you 
to be more outward facing or to make more outward facing content, whether it's educational, funny, emotive, like I said, because it's just my opinion that the more value you provide your followers, I think you may very well see your social media grow. Okay. So this intro is for uh, part two of my chat with Dr. Collectible. And I bring all of this up and asked you, the listener, to draw the lowercase e on your forehead with your eyes closed because I think, and I am just one person with one opinion, but I think that Dr. Collectible is an outward e kind of guy in the hobby. I think he provides value added to the hobby. And coupling that with being a good dude, it makes people want to work with him, collaborate with him, sponsor him. And maybe those things are not goals for you. And if that's the case, again, it's all good. But if you are wondering, why am I stuck at 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers on Instagram and threads? Man, I can't even, I'm going to probably make some funny meme to offset the the super sappy thing I made about the Brooklyn Dodgers for the card for my, for my father-in-law. But, you know, um, everyone posts nice cards. <laughs> you know, we all have them. So my whole thing, you know, when I said, you know, my experiences with how do you differentiate yourself as a streamer, breaker, seller, whatever it is, you know, what are you doing to differentiate yourself from the rest of the hobby on social media? You know, I think the more you put yourself out there, um, it took me a long time to want to show my face on camera uh, or in my in my Instagram feed. But I'm glad I did it. I don't know. I just you're going to see me in national if you're going to be there. So my question is, you know, what's the value that you're adding if you want to grow? Because some folks have definitely asked me, how do you grow? How do you get all the followers and all that? It's just I don't know. You know, are you doing the hobby minute like Cage Lawyer? Are you giving back to the community and posting about it like Mama Breaks? Are you making educational or funny content that people can gravitate towards and root for you? Just have those questions in mind if you're looking to grow your social media presence. And if that's not something you're interested in, again, it's all good. It's about whether you want to do it since all of these side quests and the hobby, they're purely optional. But just remember, we are not numbers. We are humans and we should embrace our humanity, even when it's on social media and we can't see each other. So I just ask that. Um, get off my soapbox, I guess now. But thank you for listening to this intro. And without further ado, part two. Yes, I know it rhymes with Dr. Collectible. Enjoy. Theme of Dr. Collectible came from, and then you know, from there I just wanted to take it up to another notch with everything else that came around it. Oh man, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, it's working, it's I know I understand what you mean by it may first feel gimmicky. Uh, the title of this podcast it's so ridiculous it's it's so long that it doesn't even fit in uh some podcast show titles but um this hobby as thompson that's my podcast persona like i'm not going around saying i'm i'm the hobby or i'm hobby as thompson but 
it's for me it it, it was gimmicky. I, I will admit some people, actually a lot of people I've talked to who I was trying to brainstorm this with or like, you know, workshop it. They were like, it's not going to work. Don't do that. Try something else. It's just too weird or too. no one's going to get it. No one's going to understand it. it's Hunter S. Thompson. But I kind of stuck to my guns because ultimately, and maybe this is what I want to talk to you about too, is in this hobby space, even if you're in it for uh, full time and it, it is your living um, maybe especially when it's your full time and it's your, it's your living um, you are your own boss uh, no one can tell me don't do it like they can give me their advice they can give me their two cents or three cents for inflation or wh whatever you want to call it but ultimately you make the final calls uh, you ultimately press post uh, uh, on your content where you're shared out and so I think that <laughs> I'm not by any means saying this is like a wild success, but um, I've grown a lot in the five weeks that I've done this podcast and I love that I stuck to my guns with this one. I'm glad you did. And the reason why is because I had so many people come to me, oh, this is not gonna work. It's gimmicky, it's, um, it's too cliche. And I just, in my head, I was like, no, nah, this is what I wanna do. Um, I don't care if you or any other individual, um, and I'm not speaking on you, but just any other individual that tells you, oh, this may not work or, you know, giving their thoughts. At the end of the day, you make it what you make it. I think somebody is Michael Rubin. He, what, he put out his, um, the owner of Fanatics, he put out his what, college transcript like a while ago. And you, when you first see that you never thought a guy of his nature would be in his position um, and what he has created for himself as an individual. So I think no matter who you are, whatever your story is, yo, if you feel like you want to make somebody yourself in the hobby, and this is just talking to the viewers, well, man, make somebody yourself. Don't let nobody dictate um, anything that you want to do for yourself. It is your life. You have to live it. Don't live amongst anyone else means follow your true self. And I'm telling you, people will gravitate around it because people can people can snip out what's genuine and what's not. And that's what's working these days, man. And I'm glad that's working for you, too. You know, follow your gimmick, man. Even though it, it may look like a gimmick, follow your gimmick until people start believing in it. That's what I did. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I, I will continue to do it. The train has left the the, the station. Uh, I'm not going back. I'm not changing. Although I will say one time I did a logo rebrand and I created the logo myself and it looked terrible. This card diary thing up here and my I actually made that myself through Canva. I didn't pay anyone to do it. I just like looked at it. I looked at different styles and fonts and I was just like, it looks clean. It looks nice. Um, I like the color scheme. I was like, let me just do it. And I just didn't want to spend so much time on it. And uh, even like my Instagram handle, Denny underscore cards. Yes. Den cards is not my last name. Denny is my nickname, but it almost is like a persona, not just the hobby S Thompson thing, but Denny cards. It allows me to be like a different part of myself within the hobby because this is for fun. Um, I certainly haven't monetized anything, um, but that's something that I'm hoping to maybe change because there are costs when it comes to creating a podcast, like my StreamYard monthly subscription, my CapCut monthly subscription, this podcast mic. You know, these aren't small sums of money because uh, they do add up 
uh, quite a bit, especially on a monthly basis. But when it comes to that authenticity, I really appreciate it because I do when I see you, even though it is a gimmick uh, or like a persona, it's not I mean, because gimmick, I guess, has a negative connotation, but you you play it so well and it's so like you come off you are a very genuine authentic person even in our dms and when we're talking like you are just such a kind person and i can see i mean one of the questions i was going to say was like why do people want to collaborate with you i know what the answer is the answer is people want to collaborate with you because you are kind you're respectful you're fun you're entertaining like these are things that people want and then when people are you know, the, 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 like people don't want to work with people who are negative or who are trolly or who are being too sarcastic. Like I definitely have a sarcastic side, but I'm not trying to do it in any sort of mean way. Right. So when it comes to collaborations, I see why people want to work with you. It's clear is it's clear as day when you see your feed and when you see your content. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that, man. Um, that's exactly what I want to present to people, man. I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't, I'm not all with the negative online. I'm not here to talk down on anyone's name or what they do on their own time, what they do in their own life. That's them. I mean, you wanna get spiritual with it, they gotta deal with God at the end of the day. I'm not their judge. So I'm not going out there. And that's why you see a lot of my content. I'm not talking down about nobody, man. Um, and, and look, if I am, or if I'm speaking on it, it's jokish, jokishly, um, it's to create, you know, little cool comment, uh, content, but that's not my go-to thing. Um, so when you have businesses like G Fuel or, you know, other content creators that want to collaborate with me is because, you know, that's the content that I put out there, which is, I want to be fun. I want to be a, enjoyable. I want to be able to receive, um, I want people to be able to receive me in a business mindset, but also um, also in a fun mindset to, in, to be able to enjoy, but also learn something from it. So when you, when you do speak on that and you say that, um, putting out that negative energy, I feel like, yeah, if you put that out, that's what you're going to continue to get back. People is not going to want to work with you. You're gonna keep looking back and figuring out, oh man, but like if you if you if you're in a place where you gotta continue to push negative content, you're gonna be stuck in that place because after a while people is just gonna wanna feed into the negative and not the positive when you decide to start putting out the positive. They so used to you being negative. So uh, for me, that's why I like to put out there. That's why I join um join in on the podcast like the car diary. It's positive vibes. It's, um, it's something that I would like to be a part of. I, I want to have my episode, which I'm, you know, which I'm being able to be on now and be a special guest on your platform. So I look at that, man, and it goes a long way. Um, so for that, the whole negative vibes and putting out that type of content, that's just not me, but it is a place for it. But I don't want to be that first person that someone takes a taste of the hobby for the first time, and it's that. I'm, I want them, I want people that first gravitate to the hobby to be able to learn something dope from me and get fun and get excitement when it comes to my content instead of the negative portion. 
Yeah, like I said in your intro, you you just have this riz that I think is hard to replicate or just, you know, reproduce. I think that you are very unique in the sense that, um, I mean, I, I look at your content and I look at your stuff and I'm like, man, I want to do that. Like, I, you know, like, I can't wait to meet you in national so we could maybe do some sort of collaboration. And it's not because I want to gain more likes and follows. It's because I think it would be so much fun. And uh, when people come to me and say, oh, we, I like your content because it's fun or it's authentic. I mean, it's nice. I, I like to hear that. I mean, it's very it's very kind for the pe people to say that to me, but I don't know how else to do it. You know what I mean? Like this is me um, or the hobby me. And I do find it draining in life to be negative all the time. I, I will admit I, I used to just be more of a negative person and I think I worked on it. Um, I used to be my own biggest critic, um, mostly, I think, maybe as a defensive mechanism so that people couldn't hurt me with their words. But I've worked on that. I'm not my biggest critic anymore. Um, I have less inhibition when it comes to content creation, mainly because, again, it's for fun for me. And um, I don't put pressure on myself to like make things perfect. I just want to just put it out there and people can tell me what they like or not like about it. But ultimately, even if people don't like it, I had fun making it. Like I just have fun uh, as much as I can in the hobby because I think that this is a very expensive hobby where if you just make it about buying uh, and also selling and trading cards, it, it, is a, it is a very expensive hobby and I have to find other ways to enjoy it, which is, again, another premise of the card diary is let's find different ways to have fun. So content creation, social media, like I just like making these silly videos where maybe some of it's educational, maybe some of it's not. But that's what I like about it. I mean, would you agree with that, too? Thanks. Like, you know, uh, to, to go off with what you said real quick, I'll make it real short. Um, I think his his name is Daddy Rips, Dr. Something that he said recently. I want to share this. Um, I think it's something that me and you have, and that's how we was able to make this happen and make it happen so fluently. Be available. Be available. That's one of the key words I heard him say not too long ago. Is be available. Um, when I reached out to you, you was available reached out back we was able to connect we was able to talk of the lines of what we wanted to do and what we wanted to talk about today and we made it happen that's called being available um i think that's the transition of someone being great in the community making content and somebody that's not um that's why i feel like companies um like to reach out to me on uh, because i am available car shows i am available businesses i am available they want to work with someone like that they want to work with someone that's on it um and that's and that's consistent too that's another thing consistency that's something that i see from you as well man you're continuously to grind grind it out every day just like me i'm every day i'm putting out a different post of something that i have going on i don't care what it is whether it's minor big or small I want the audience to know. And um, like I said, that's just the big portion of, you know, what I feel like what we're talking about right now. So I just wanted to share that, Daddy Ribs, man. Appreciate that knowledge as well. Um, be available. That's the key, man. Be available. You're not available. People is going to look past you. 
and deals that are going on in the hobby, people start asking themselves, how the hell does Dr. Collectible get this, or how do you make that happen? Well, nine times out of ten, they probably looked at my content and was like, yo, this guy's on it, compared to the next person, which they probably messaged you. You probably acted a little celebrity a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how people act celebrity on Instagram? Like, dang, you don't even want to reply back to the comment? Gosh, you act like you didn't see me. So, it's like that. I, and even, even with me, you see me in the comments, I'm I'm talking to everyone. I'm replying back to everyone. I'm not just because someone has a blue check mark under their name. No. I'm going to reply back. I'm going to um, be active. And that's why I feel like um, I got so many things going on because of the availability part. Oh man, okay. I want to talk about those Instagram celebrities. I want to talk about blue check marks, but when it comes to that comment you just made, uh, quoting Daddy Rips, I I gotta say, um, I remember saying this to some some other podcast content creator, but availability is the best ability because that's how you start. That's how you get your foot in the door. And I know you like want to come off mic and talk, but we're trying our best to like um, mute, unmute, and all that uh, so that our audio quality is good, but consistency availability these are these are like fundamental bedrocks of not just being in the hobby but just being a decent good person and i know sometimes availability being available in the hobby can sometimes take away from being available to your family and you know i am family first person and uh, i've talked about how parenting can hurt you and help you in being a better parent as a whole because although i think that it takes time away it's almost like quantity time is replaced by quality time because the more i'm a parent uh the more i am a parent <laughs> of being a parent in the hobby um i just realized that it being in a hobby that i love so much makes me feel so much more alive it makes me feel more present and so maybe i have less quantity time with my family but it is like more quality time because i feel happier i think so Daddy Rips, uh, again, I talked about how Elijah and Blake down, I would love to have on the pod. Daddy Rips, I may or may not have been trying to get on the pod and talking to him. We honestly could not be two different people. Uh, and I'm not saying this in a bad way about Daddy Rips. But again, I want to have him on the pod. Uh, you also mentioned some other folks you've learned from, like Prison God and Get It and Flip It. And uh, I mean, I'm like trying to figure out who I can have on the pod. Uh, and, and I'm just so fortunate that people are saying yes to this. But um, I feel like he and I couldn't be diff more different people because he is um, like, I'm, I'm a very like, do I curse in real life? I do. But do I think that maybe someone listening to this could be listening to it in their car while their kid is in the back? And that's why I don't want to curse. I mean, yes. At national, will people hear me curse? Possibly. But daddy rips does not, he lets it rip. He does not mind uh, cursing. Um, he doesn't mind uh, very strong opinions maybe i'm more milk toast and again my soup isn't the right temperature for everyone so for some people it'll be too hot for some people it'll be too cold for some people it'll be just right so but that said that does not stop me from wanting to have him and other people on the podcast it's not just about having people i like or people who i um are only buddy buddies with it's about having a well diverse well-rounded uh group of people uh, it just so happens that you are just such a great, you know, kind person uh, and to say yes. But yes, I agree with Daddy Rip says. And I just wanted to add my two cents to that that av availability is the best ability. 
Um, can, did you want to add something to that before I move on to Instagram celebrities, blue check marks? And then I want to talk about threads. I want to talk about editing. Oh my gosh, there's so much I want to talk about. Good, you good. Um, I mean, well, we about an hour we're in right now. Great conversation so far. Um, uh, I mean, you basically much explained everything that I just um, took a part of saying when it comes to availability. So I, I'm even glad you broke that down yourself. Awesome, thank you. So, I mean, I may make this three parts because you know we really did talk a good amount of time about diversity in the hobby and rep and representation and why it matters. But again, I just may have to have you on another time. But Instagram celebrities, let me just say this. There are some people who hi-hat other people. I've been hi-hatted. I When I started from zero and I had like very few followers or following, um, I remember reaching out to people. And the people who gave me the time of day, like my first guest on this podcast was uh, Dan Wynn, the great curator. And I know some people hate him. Some people love him. I got to say, I was you know i had no presence i was not making content all i was doing was taking pictures of my cards on the floor of my house and i would reach out to him with questions or i would say hey i like this or i like that um and can you tell me more about this and he gave me the time of day so there are people who i remember who gave me the time of day and i will forever be grateful and i do definitely remember the people who didn't give me the time of day but i guess you know it was like they needed to who knows what's going on in their life right maybe they get a ton of DMs. And I don't want to say these people's names. I'm not trying to embarrass people. But those people I will remember. I will remember who was willing to chat me up when I had no platform, no podcast, no anything in the hobby. You know, I had a, you know, I am a somebody like I'm not trying to say I'm a nobody because I, I think we're all somebody um, to, you know, our friends and family. And, and within the hobby, we can be somebody too, for sure. But I do remember the way people treated me like, in 2022 when i had absolutely no um re people had no reason to root for me or to help me out and so i really appreciate that so um have you uh, let me ask you let me turn it into a question my, my statement do you remember some people or some accounts being like not, like ghosting you or putting you on re red and like just not getting back to you because you just weren't quote unquote big enough oh man yes i kept a note i kept a note on the individuals i really did um they're in my notes right now on my iphone some of them people i'd be the left unread um, some people i'm gonna say this it's not a long list but there there is it's a mental list that I kept in mind. It is in my iPhone, and I made sure that I looked at them individuals. Whether if I reached out and they just read it, and somehow they replied, oh, yo, so, or when I got the check mark, or, you know, it, you get it, you get it. So it's like, I kept a mental break. There's about six people that's on that list. Some of the people have added me as, uh, as friends on Instagram. You know, it's just, have you ever had that situation where you're on Instagram, you look at your notification and say so-and-so has followed you, but you've been following them for, yeah. So, um, there's been, a, there's, there's a list about, I want to say, I think it's six. Yeah, six on that list that I keep them on that list and I keep them there. And, um, yes, I do want to work with them individuals. I would love to, um, 
but I do keep a mental part of uh, keeps, what keeps me humble and what keeps me balanced and what makes me remember the first days of trying to reach out to people and they like, or they keep me unread and then they reach back out to me nine months later. Yo, I love the content that you <laughs> do. Really? That's where we at? At least you could have deleted what you said at first to me or something like that. God damn. But yeah, there, there's a list. There's a list. And uh, I, I keep it tight. I keep it in my back pocket, which is in my phone. Yep. So for folks who are audio only and not watching the video, um, I, I put myself on mute so we can have better audio quality. And it's, I think, worked out a lot better. But I've been laughing. I've been nodding because everything that you're saying resonates with me uh, offline and definitely not on on uh, record. We're, we're going to have to swap lists or we're going to have to talk about folks uh, just so we know, like, who are the good people? Like, this is why I will never really, it doesn't matter how big I get or even now where I'm almost at where I'm at right now with like 5,000 followers on Instagram is like, if anyone DMs me, I'm going to respond. You know, if someone just sends me an emoji or like, hi, are you looking, f do you like cards for sale? No, of course I'm not going to respond to the the scammers and the trolls, but like if someone actually their first intro message to me shows me that they're like a real person, you know, like, you know, Hey, uh, I like what you're doing. I had a question about, you know, how you get cards ready to prep to clean or whatever. Like, Absolutely. I respond to every single person. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I'll see my phone and I have a lot of notifications. Um, I'll, I'll do it slowly, but steadily, you know, cause I remember that time. Like I don't want a hi hat. I, I don't do that in real life. I don't do that in the hobby. So, um, but with regards to the people who have hi hatted me, I will just say, I will definitely forgive and we can definitely collaborate in the future or do something in the future, but it's one of those forgive, but would never forget. Like I have that, I have those, uh names and faces in my head for sure um but for the most part i mean really we are when we're talking about six people five people it really is like less than one percent of people in the hobby because you and i have had such great relationships with people within the hobby where man like i can't believe the the amount of uh yeses or help or advice that i've gotten from people that's that's how i've grown is especially in the podcast realm I, so many podcasters have given me great advice about you know what what could work, what could not work. And, you know, some of them were not thrilled with my name choice and all that. But again, it's, it's just part of my journey and just going with my gut, but I definitely appreciated them. One thing I want to say before we get to blue verified check marks is I think the people closest to us, whether they're in, in or outside of the hobby, they, um, I think people tend to become risk averse when like, if someone cares for you, like your parents, right? The reason they, want us to go into like these professions where you know they're, that are stable and make a lot of money or whatever is because they they're caring for you they want to watch out for you so they go minimize your risk uh maximize your income earning potential ability and all that so i think that in doing so people just don't like they worry for you so i think the people who said oh hobbyist thompson isn't going to work out it's not that they were trying to neg me or troll me or be be you know like just be a negative nancy it was more of like they were concerned that it was so out there that people wouldn't get it and that i wouldn't get any traction but 
you know, and I'm not here being like, haha, look at them. And by no means am I saying that I have a big platform, but I know that there's a good core group of people. And in the short amount of time that I've had this podcast, having the caliber of guests and having the number of listens that it does resonate with people and that it's almost like the name doesn't even matter. It's like I can't determine or figure out whether the podcast has been what it is today because of the name or in spite of the name. But ultimately, I guess it doesn't even really matter. It's just that it it people are listening to it like literally right now what I'm saying is going in people's earbuds as they're driving to work or, you know, on a very long, um, you know, uh, treadmill run or jog or walk. So, um, I gotta say it's, I will forgive, not forget. And that list is very short. I agree. Definitely short list, but like you say, forgive to forget, keep it moving, but what keeps you humble, and what keeps your drive and that burn continuously going to be like, you know, you want to make sure that the next person doesn't look over you, you know? Absolutely. So I got to ask about blue check marks. Help me in my journey. Now, I think that people will, the audience will benefit from this too. But in the, uh, it's like blue check marks and threads. I want to talk about this. Uh, we are recording this um, July. I'll just say it, July 9th. and you know we'll we'll release the episode real soon. But four days ago is when threats came out. July fifth. I actually had to look it up, and I'm like, man, for the July, and then everything just blows up on this new th- threats thing. Um, before threads, I mean, I I've definitely thought about getting a blue forever check mark, but it's like fifteen bucks a month, and I'm like, is it worth it? Is it not? And then part of me is like, I spent more money on much dumber things in life. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll get it. And then I realized with threads, it's almost like I would get like a buy one, get one, <laughs> a BOGO. Uh, Cause if I get a blue for verified check mark on Instagram, I think it carries over to threads. And so it's almost like paying seven fifty for each one on each platform. <laughs> so I just kind of wanted to, I will say right now, I do not have a blue verified check mark. The only way I could get it is to, is to pay for it. I just wanted to know what your rationale or reason was in doing it because I know there are people who are like pro it, against it. I And I think a lot of the people who are against it are just people who like are, you know, uh, well, I won't get into all that, but can you kind of share your rationale in, in getting one? Yeah. Um, for people that's looking to buy the check mark on Instagram, I'm going to say this. I don't care. Don't don't feed into what other people think or whatever it is. If you have, first of all, it's your money. If you want to spend your money on what you want to spend it on, feel so. The next thing is you're benefiting in your brand or your business or whatever it is. First of all, the even buying a blue check mark, it's not built for businesses. I don't know if people look at that meta. You know, it's not built for business. It's built for people to be able to identify you as who you are or who you say you are. I am Daryl Garner, but I am Dr. Collectible as the business, as the person. So um, for me, I feel like the blue check mark will help you stand out. On uh, It comes with different perks and things of that nature. But if you don't want to pay for it, don't pay for it. If you want to pay for it, pay for it. Um, should nobody stop you from what you want to do with your money? You don't tell nobody else what they do with their money, right? 
So don't listen to what other people have to say. If people be like, ah, you you sold out for the check or you, all right, then what are you doing? I'm going to ask you what you're doing. What, what are you doing with yourself then? Um, if you're not putting your money into that, then what are you putting your money into then? Let, let me know what's benefiting you. And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that it seems like they have a check one seem to be happy with me. Now, that's some people that probably feel like it was a waste or they feel like, you know, buying check more just it wasn't worth it. But um, for everyone else that's doing it and that's buying, kudos to y'all. You decided to put your money where your mouth is with your brand. You feel like you believe in your brand enough to the point that you wanted to stand out in front of others. Then do so. Feel free. Should nobody have to down you for wanting to do that. And um, I appreciate those on who decide to take the initiative to do it. Um, that lets me know that they willing to put money into their own brand, that they take their own brand seriously. That's another thing that, that you have to look at. Uh, so for me, kudos to the ones that are doing it. If you don't do it, so on. Continue to work. Continue to do your thing without it or with it. So. That, that, that's kind of like my thoughts on it, but I do feel like it does help elevate a person business or elevates themselves. Not, it's not the blue check mark, it's what you do with that blue check mark. Don't think you're just going to get a blue check mark and you become famous all of a sudden. No, it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. You have to put the grind and the part of why you feel like you got that blue check mark. Why did you, if you're buying, why did you buy that? Yes, because you believe in your business and you're going to take it to the next level. Then show us why. And that blue check mark will start showing off for itself. Whoa, I love that. It's what you do with the blue check mark. It's not just having it. That's, wow, kudos to you. I mean, there's so many, I'm taking so many notes down being like, clip this, soundbite that, uh, minute this. This is why, you know, I'm paying attention the whole time, but I'm like looking down and I'm, I have like a little bit of talking points and I have like my notes, but I, I love what you just said. That's fantastic. So that's definitely something I'm going to think about some more. And, you know, maybe, you know, I thought about, you know, with my Instagram profile, my Instagram account being like my cardboard journey, I can't barely talk right now. Um, that maybe that's something that I that I talk about as the reason I do get it or I don't get it. Um, it's been on my mind a lot, but you know why not share it as a collaboration? Maybe even like put it up as a poll and see what people think. But I think people do like you know what I'm doing, and again, some people don't, and that's totally fine because um, I'm not for everyone. But uh, thank you for for that insight, and maybe that'll help someone who's listening, being like, man, I've been thinking about it. Like I'm at two thousand, and you know we all know this. The number of followers doesn't matter too much when it comes to like there's some uh, accounts that don't have a lot of followers and yet they have huge influence. They really do. They have um, outsized influence or they're very selective or they remove bots and followers. Because I remember I started removing bots and scammers from my uh, followers account because it didn't the number didn't matter to me. It was more of like, are these people actual people to me? <laughs> so um I wanted to talk about threads, but I did, since I just brought up the word like influencer, I did want to ask like, do you, it's kind of like a, it's, it's an easy, but also hard question. Like, do you see yourself as a, as a hobby influencer? Um, I'm going to ask that question. So I, I don't go by the term hobby influencer. 
influencer. I don't. Uh, I made up my own term, which was um, media ambassador for the hobby. I didn't see no one utilizing that, so I decided to take it on to myself. Once again, that's the imagination kicking in. So for me, I was like, I, I seen just so much bad rap a hobby influencer. First thing with me, I do want to influence, yes. But I don't want to influence your mindset on the hobby. I want to expose you to the hobby. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's two different du dualities when it comes to that. The influencer, I don't want to determine your mindset on something. I want you to think for yourself. But as a media ambassador for the hobby, once again, when I go to my com content and I show you these trade shows, just show you the amazing vendors that, that's at these events, doing interviews with people, I want to expose you to the hobby. Then you make that decision for yourself by just looking at me as the outlet. The same way I might listen to your podcast. When I listen to your podcast, like, you're not influencing the way I think. You're acknowledging me on how others think in the hobby, and I can determine myself on how I want my thoughts to be off of what I receive from your um, from your platform. So that's how I look at myself, and that's why I put on my page I'm a media ambassador uh, for the hobby because um, I'm not only just talking about cars, but also I want to bring companies like G Fuel, which is an energy drink into the collectible world. A couple of days ago I was talking to Wendy's. I want to bring Wendy's into the hobbies. Into the hobby. They say they um, pop packs every now and then. So, you know, I was on threads having a conversation with them. Well, you know what? Let's do a break. Um, something I want to do with um, you know what? Forget this. Because if Wendy's could see this, let's work together. Let's do something for the hobby. Um, let's bring something called the, the hobby meal where, you know, you may get a card in there from Wendy's and it's only one card. And with that card, you're able to get free Wendy's for the rest of your life. But it's all about that big rip. It's bringing people into the hobby of, you know, ripping a pack, ripping a few cards and things of that nature. Oh, I got that golden ticket. I really want it. You know, that, that's the excitement when I talk about Elijah, when he's ripping cars and he gets that one-to-one. -one. It's that excitement. It's like you won the golden ticket in life, you know. You've been looking for that big chase, you know. Um, so with that, that's how I that's how I look at it, man. Um, so I'm becoming, like I said, a media ambassador and, um, and not just being the person that wants to influence how you think. But I want to expose to you the hobby so you can think for yourself. That's been my thing. All right. We're going to have to at Wendy's and show them this clip. Uh, I wrote down minute uh, or one hour and 16 minutes in. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, and, you know, like McDonald's, like, uh, or uh, I'll just say other fast food chains, they do all the whole collaboration. Travis Scott, Cactus Jack. You know, uh, all you know, all the, the the licensing with the toy stuff, uh, Pokemon, right? Pokemon, and so I've seen Pokemon packs in in my uh, kids' Happy Meals, absolutely. So it's not too far fetched, and let's yeah, let's make it happen. You know, absolutely. So, but that's why I think um, having people being again, there's no one phase of the hobby, or 
you know a group of people who are the hobby but in order for us to be more mainstream there do need there does need to be uh some people who are very charismatic or energetic and who are able to represent the hobby in some capacity because you can't just have the word hobby on a on a you know on a fast food fast food meal and say that's who it is like you know we do live in a country in america at least where personalities and people's branding uh is what gets people through the door again it's not about corporations but you see corporations wanting to collaborate with individuals because that's what brings in um you know not just the dollars but the people and the eyeballs like i heard that whatnot really early on was trying to get uh these hobby uh, uh, you know, ambassadors or personalities in onto their platform because they're like, that's what's going to drive people in here and create a critical mass. And so, you know, because as a corporation, you know, what what is the difference between one streaming platform versus the other? But it's the people who bring people in. So this is why we need people like you. Like, I love that you are ambassador of the hobby. Like, I think that's fantastic. So I did want to ask you, let's talk about, before we get to, and I promise we will, we'll, we'll talk about threads. But in this very free-flowing conversation, which I really have loved so far, um, G Fuel, uh, National, Hobby Slam. I'm going to go on mute now. Can you please tell me what you do for them and like what being a media ambassador looks like with those three specific uh, you know, companies or corporations? Yeah. So um, the term media ambassador to me is all about the exposure of um of being a part of something bigger than you so me when i partner with these companies it's all about um creating uh, leverage to where you're able to do what you want to do with them but also um explore each other whether if it's um a brand such as GPU trying to get into the hobby. Uh, I don't think I know one collector that's working with GFuel at the moment. Um, long story short, I did an event with GFuel, which was QB Takeover with uh, Quincy Avery, which he is like a QB god. Um, he have taught the likes of like Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, um, and even more players. So for me, um, when I do work with businesses like that, uh, I try to integrate what I do with them. Um, Car Shop Live is another company that I uh, worked with for a long time, have my own show with them called On Deck. Uh, talk, I talk about all the breakers. Uh, and what? No, I talk about the hobby boxes that all the breakers are breaking on the app. Um, so when you see me collaborating with so many different businesses and doing work with so many different businesses, because I'm definitely trying to bring them into the hobby, but also um, taking a stance on showing people, you know, like I said, it's all, I, I carry myself as a businessman too. You know, I'm about working with the businesses that want to promote cars or that want to be involved with sports cars or anything of that nature. So with me collaborating with businesses, whether if it's tuned in grading, I love music. A lot of people don't know. I was uh, a DJ for like about three to four years, DJing weddings. So 
That's another big thing why I work with TuneIn Grading because they grade vinyls. I love music. I want to preserve the music. I think that's going to be something big in the future when you're talking about artists such as SZA, um, Beyonce, Jay-Z, um, I'm talking about large names like Usher, um, Lil Baby, you know, he's getting into the sports car. I've seen him doing signings recently. So I think music is going to be a big part. And all the brands that I do work with, I believe in these brands. Um, Hobby Slam, I believe in their brand. They came to me genuinely. Yo, we like what you do. They knew about what I do. It just wasn't the fact that they seen a blue check mark. But they also, they look into my content and seen what I bring to the table to other sports card events. When I go out there and I interview everyone, um, talk to all the vendors, giving you exactly what I feel like the people need to see in the hobby besides just cards. So when it comes to me working with companies such as like Hobby Slam, Tuned In Grading, um, I mean, the list is, is long, the national. Um, being a part of that, I think it's awesome because uh, shout out to Ray and Collectible Media and um, what they, the opportunity that he gave me, um, giving me a chance. You know, we talked one-on-one -on -one, face-to-face and he's like, y'all, I want to bring you in as my uh, core media ambassador for the national. I'm not sure if there's ever been an African-American face is a media ambassador for the hobby. I could possibly say I am the first African-American to be in that position. I am proud to that. That's stuff that I want to show individuals of my color and other ethnicities that, you know, some places where we feel like we don't belong, we do. Just take a chance. I, I want to rub shoulders with guys that get a bad rap sometimes like um jeff wilson yeah i i did a um i did a, a trade show with him and um he doesn't do nothing but try to bring positivity to the hobby yes sometimes we say things that we don't may understand or things of that nature we all say different things that people may not agree and i and i get it but um i want to work with everyone um I want to be able to explore uh, people platforms. I want to be able to um, put the hobby out there with anyone. I want to work with anyone. I'm not. I'm not just uh, one guy that just want to do this or do that. I want to work with anyone that I come across. If I feel like you're genuine, I'm gonna put my brand on it just as much as I want you to put your brand on mine to be able to work together. Talent Sports Card, that's another individual, another creator that I work with. So many names. I could go all day. Um, but to everyone that I do work with, I appreciate them. I appreciate them believing in me and my craft and what I could bring to the table for them, but as well as what they can do for me. You're, you're saying so many names that I, I may or may have not reached out to some of these folks to be like, hey, you know, uh, would you consider being on the podcast? Because again, I kind of want to see what people's reactions are when I'm just starting this. It's so easy for someone to say yes when you're big, right? It's just like, oh yeah, of course I'll work with you because you have a huge platform. But then when you reach out to someone and you're a relative, you know, no presence in the in the podcast medium, and someone's like yes, like the people I've had on, it, it just astounds me. And again, it's not 
a reflection of me. I think it's more a reflection of them to be able to give their time to say, hey, I'll help you start something up new from the ground up. So I really appreciate those folks. Um, but yes, yeah, so some of the folks you've mentioned, um, I've had some great, you know, DM conversations with or engagement with, and these are all quality folks. Um, I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about the Jeff Wilson uh, comments, um, but I, I will say, and I've mentioned this earlier um, when I did talk about diversity and hobby, but we, we, uh, you know, when you, when you create content, like I, I guess it's not like I want to be canceled, but I, I imagine all of us, uh, as, as you reach a certain point, if, if, or when you reach a certain point, you're going to have the people who are detractors and I actually explored this concept or, um, make content around it. But my, my, but my last guess was like 10% of the world's going to love you. 10% of the world's going to hate you no matter what you do. And there's the 80% that you can try to convince that, you know, you're a decent person and that you, you know, that you can try to get on your side. But we all know that there's going to be this loud minority group of people who are just going to troll you and come after you no matter what you do. You could be the best account and you could be like the Pope could be collecting cards. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to get religious here, but you could be Mother Teresa. Okay, let's say she has a really high Q rating, right? <laughs> but you could be like, uh, you could be anyone and you could be just the best person in the world. And some someone will just come after you and say, oh, you're this or you're that. And it's just, it's unfortunate, but that is the world we live in on social media. Um, but thank you for sharing what you do as a media ambassador for National Hobby Slam G Fuel. Um, I think that's just incredible um, for you to have those uh, partnerships. And um, I, I got to mention, like, you know, the, the record grading. Uh, I think that there's like more of that happening with uh, Steve Aoki. I think he has something like AMG, like audio music grading or something like that, where I do see a lot more things being graded. We know Funko Pops are being graded and um, by, by PSA now. And, you know, tickets are becoming a big thing, you know, whether they're like uh, ripped or completely, you know, like new looking. So uh, I think that's fantastic. I, I think it just grows the hobby. Um, it grows, you know, we, we want our hobby to be, uh, you know, in the zeitgeist, in, in pop culture. So anything that gives us exposure, I think is great. And yeah, I, I won't, I mean, if you want to, uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but if you did want to say something about the whole, Jeff Wilson thing because we were talking about race in the hobby. Um, this is your time if you want to. If you don't want to, I total I totally respect that as well. Oh, I'm sorry, you're still on mute. Um, I'm gonna go on mute now. Sorry about that. Um, 